This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we have a news update for everyone. NWSL free agency window is absolutely kicking off. It's heating up for sure. And we've also got some more NWSL news in the front office bulking up. Uh, before we get into everything, a quick reminder to download and follow us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out whenever we go live. Please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen as a podcast helps us out so much. Thank you to everyone joining us live this morning. We appreciate it whenever you hop on and join us in the morning. And we are here to talk about all things soccer. Lisa, how you doing, buddy? I am good. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled when everyone jumps on with us. Um, so thanks for joining us in the chat. If you're live with us on YouTube, like this video, hit subscribe chat with us because we read them we throw them up on screen we we want to talk to you guys and, and hear everything um i'm good it's finally stopped raining in philadelphia it's been raining here <laughs> for what feels like a week straight yeah. like last weekend we had beautiful weather and then monday tuesday wednesday it's just been rainy it's not freezing though so like i'll take the rain over the freezing cold so it's uh the sun is at least out today and that is a very positive thing we got some big free agency moves in the NWSL. Yeah. We've got Champions League happening um, it, because, hey, two days without the World Cup, and I was, like, twiddling my thumbs. What the heck do I do over here? Uh, how are you? How are you holding up? Uh, listen, I'm doing all right. I'm going to say that you're you're winning right now in the weather department. Uh, it's been a little gray, been a little misty out here in Chicago as well. Definitely don't have the sun quite yet, but... Um, it's coming. It's coming your way. Maybe you're going to share some uh, with us. But you know what? It's December. It's like, can we... Sh- December in Philly and, and in Chicago, like, should we anticipate something different? Probably not. I mean, like, um, I would love some snow. Like, I'm okay with the precipitation coming down, yeah. but like, four days of just straight rain is just dirty and gross. Wait, like, it weighs on you. It weighs, I haven't it weighs been able to get my Christmas tree yet because the, I get a live one and they're all just sitting out there in the rain. I gotta you're, like, you're a real hair dryer, <laughs> blow them off a little bit. I don't know. I'm not bringing a wet tree in my house. <laughs> so you're an all natural. You're a you're a real Christmas tree putter. For sure, for sure. 
we're, we, we practice fire safety here. Don't worry. We've got that all <laughs> under control. But yeah, something about the smell of an evergreen in the living room is beautiful. I hope my landlord doesn't hear this. Uh, listen, uh, I love to hear that from you. Look, I don't have to worry about that. Not the real Christmas tree person have a pre-lit tree and it looks beautiful. I'm very proud mm -hmm. of it. Glad that it's up. Dog is doing well with it. Not, uh, he's sniffing around. Oh, it too much. So I'm happy, uh, for, for that. Um, yeah, honestly, put a, I'll, in, in the live chat, if you're, if you're joining us and listening to all the holiday chatter, put a Christmas tree, <laughs> drop a Christmas tree emoji in the chat. Want to see it? Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, yeah, we definitely want to, uh, you know, Shout out uh, to to Brittany Griner. We see that the Beach Docs out putting in there, uh, reading about the news uh, on our way home. Uh, we have to shout out the players, honestly. Uh, WNBA Players Association, who kept up the messaging um, around getting uh, Griner home, and uh, shouting out the NWSL players uh, who continued that messaging um, when the WNBA season was over. So a lot of happy folks out there today. A lot of uh, celebrating. A lot of relief. I'm sure. Uh, so that's also some news, right? So let's sort of keep keep rolling with the NWSL news. There was some front office hires that the league mentioned this week. They added three senior hires to the league office. And folks might think, well, what's the big deal about that? And the big deal about that is <laughs> that it's necessary. Not a ton of senior hires. This is when we're talking about the league growing. This is also one of those things, right? That the league's front office, the administrative level is also growing as the league continues to grow. Uh, Carlin Hudson tabbed as director of strategy. Celine Perot Johnson named as chief financial officer and Maureen Resch to serve as creative director so Huge. some of these positions not existing before but here they yeah. are now yeah i think that just it speaks to so much of the growth of the league right because these positions didn't exist before and now that the front office is expanding the front office is also changed they got a newer office a bigger office that announcement came uh, a number of months ago jessica berman the commissioner of the league saying that she really wanted to to bulk up and expand um what the nwsl was doing and in order to do that you need more people on the inside side uh, working day in and day out to make those things happen. So not only three big hires, three big time executive hires, all three females heading into the front office, which is fantastic to see. And Carlin Hudson, a former NWSL player. Um, she was drafted to North Carolina Courage, spent some time with Washington Spirit and then headed overseas before retiring um and then uh since doing that worked a little bit with u.s soccer like has been inundated with the soccer world uh her entire life let's just say because former player pro and then working with u.s soccer and now heading into the nwsl and that's what we want right former players that have the experience playing not just professionally or collegiately but in the league in the nwsl and understand um everything that they went through in, in 2018, 2017 players like Hudson and now uh, being in positions of power where they can actually make change, actually listen uh, and, and give that input of a player's perspective. That's so great to see. Um, yeah, a little bit of administrative upkeep for the NWSL and, and some big offseason moves for them. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put it. It's off season for so many of us in, in the space. And uh, yeah, hopefully this is just the the start for the league in, in the administrative level. And hopefully there will be uh, 
more roles uh, to fill, and we continue to see uh, those roles filled uh, by women leading in those, those positions. We'd love to also see the con uh, continuation of adding more, you know, black and, and brown women in these mm -hmm. roles and positions of leadership as well. So uh, hopefully, this is actually just just the start and not just uh, the finish of uh, of getting these hires into into these positions, but big ones uh, for the league moving forward. And excited excited to see, you know, what that's going to look like or what that's going to mean, you know, having these types of roles yeah. uh, for the league uh, moving forward. Because again, it's, it's a sort of a first time new, new additions type of things. It's uh, right. we're going to have to see how, uh, how these, uh, how these folks fit into the roster. Right. Exactly. So it's and, and the NWSL is, is small, right? Yes, it's we're in our 10th year of this and now we have 12 teams, but like it's it's relatively small compared to some of the other leagues in America of their sports teams. So this growth is really huge and this uh, only projects the future of the league to continue to grow stronger and bigger and better. Absolutely. Uh, let's pivot to some more news in, in NWSL. Look, we've been talking all about it really since, uh, you know, November kind of rang in the first ever free agency period. So, of course, now that we're into December, there is some free agency news that we have to chat about. We've been talking about it little by little by little. It kind of got off to, let's say, maybe a slow start. But now it sort of feels like we're starting to get these announcements and these moves. I think we got to start right at the top of probably some of the biggest news this week. Midfielders Vanessa Bernardo and Morgan Gutra headed to Kansas City Current. Both players linking up with Kansas City on two-year deals. Massive move for the Current. This is this is massive. We knew that uh, both of these players, Morgan Gattrall, um, announcing earlier from the Chicago Red Stars that she would not be returning, and then Vanessa DiBernardo doing that uh, just earlier this week, saying that she will not be returning to Chicago. And now we see that Kansas City has has picked up these two prolific midfielders, um, and this is a Kansas City team that has most recently lost Victoria Pickett in the midfield and Kristen Edmonds, a defender. So um, they they had a little bit of room on their roster and and this grab to get two midfielders in Di Bernardo and Gatral that not only have so much experience playing in the league as as big time veterans but playing together in the league and playing at Chicago right that partnership that relationship that um what they do on the field, how they lead together in the locker room. It just is is moving down south a little bit from Chicago to Kansas City. Even the way the current announced that Gatral and DiBernardo would be arriving in Kansas City, they did it together. It was super cute. Go check it out on their Twitter, Kansas City Current Twitter, because it was uh, really great to see. Of course, they're they're in their uniform and their garb, but like Morgan Gatral is trying to get into the training facility and she's like late and she doesn't have the code and, and uh, DiBernardo helps are in it was really well done um and i like that i like the creativity coming from these clubs we saw it with kelly o'hara and and gotham earlier at, right at the start of the free agency but now with morgan Gattrall and vanessa di bernardo really really adding some great depth and talent to this kansas city side um it, I, the future is very bright for Kansas City, I like to think, especially because they're coming off of a year where they made it to the NWSL championship. Um, but this is these are huge players and a huge time grab. But it also means that they're leaving Chicago. 
And this is now four players in about a week's time that we have seen leave Chicago Red Stars. And Chicago started this um, free agency period with seven free agents. Uh, they re-signed a, a number of them in Yuki Nagasato, and there's only one left now in Watt, still on the roster that has not made an announcement. And they are now without Di Bernardo Gattrall, Cola Prico in the midfield, Rachel Hill up top. These are like big name players. And now on the Chicago roster, there are only four midfielders left and they don't have a lot of experience there. So like, what are you thinking when you look at Chicago at this point, Sandra? Like, what do you want to hear or see from Chicago in this moment? Well, I think when you're, if you're looking at just the two teams in front of us, right, Kansas City current and, and Chicago, obviously you're looking at Kansas City and that's a win for them, right? Picking up these two uh, type of caliber of players, uh, adding them onto their roster. When you're looking at Chicago, it's a massive loss and it's a loss in a number of ways because this, that that's one of the beautiful things about this free agency period as there's going to be opportunities for these players to exercise uh, their place in free agency, that that's going to mean that these players get to move on to, to other teams, take a look at their options and choose the best one in front of them. And what that means is on the other side of things, that means that uh, there's going to be a team that is, uh, you know, probably going to, you know, search for, for answers and for in this equation with, Kansas City, you know, coming out on the winning end of, the end of that, that means that Chicago's on the losing end of that side. So I think it's a, it's tough. I think if you find yourself as a Chicago Red Stars supporter or someone who uh, has, you know, was looking for, let's just say, quote unquote, answers from the team, you maybe aren't seeing any right now. You're just, you just are left with more questions. Um, and I think it's a little bit tough to sort of gauge, uh, people's enthusiasm around something like free agency. I think if you are sort of looking at this and saying, well, what does that mean for Chicago? Well, unfortunately it just means that they're out of really good. They, they're missing a ton of great players. Now you're talking about uh, an announcement from San Diego wave in which they signed Rachel Hill and then Danny Colaprico. And then you've got another double signing with, Gatra and Di Bernardo. I also really love this buddy system, as yeah. you mentioned, two by two, right? Just going off, and it's like Chicago Red Stars players going on to um, other teams who are not just other clubs, but they're con they're contender caliber type of clubs, and they're also taking a friend along with them, right? Which is something else I think folks are sort of cracking jokes about as well. Um, but I think if you're if you're Chicago, I think that's a struggle. I think when we've been talking about this free agency period, the fact that there were seven potential players that this club might not see return was was big i think more than any other team on this free agent uh on this free agent list um and that is a tall tall task if that was anybody's club on this list of free agent players so to have seven players listed there's yeah. going to be incredibly difficult to sort of maintain that there's going to be uh, an attempt to retain all seven of those players so they were able to bring back Nagasato they were able to bring back Aaron Wright and then we saw these announcements come out and say hey these following players have said have notified the Red Sox that they will not exercise yeah. uh, they're going to go ahead and exercise free agency and they will not return to the club so I think you know, giving the heads up is is a classy move, I think, from some of these players. Um, you know, and I, I think when it comes to free agency, maybe you don't have to do that type of stuff. Right, right. I can see that that exists. Um, but I think if you're Chicago, I think there's, again, there's still more questions in, in front of you. We saw a lot of teams 
put out their sort of, you know, off season rosters in place. And they made mention that there are, that they were trying to negotiate with the free agents that were listed on there. Now, unfortunately that didn't work out. And so that is sort of what is highlighting things. I mean, this is, this is, I think if you've been paying attention to the red stars over the last two years, specifically, this isn't too shocking or surprising. Um, and, this is actually the second consecutive offseason in which we have seen a bit of a mass exodus yeah. from players from this franchise. So um, it just constantly goes back to that original point in which clubs are going to from, you know, going to have to maintain a certain amount of credibility, a certain amount of resources, a certain amount of support in order to not only recruit players, but retain them as well. Yeah. And we're seeing, if nothing else, free agency, I think, is showing many people um, that it's really going to come down to how clubs are are presenting themselves. I'm also very right. I think yeah. the other curious side of that is the, we're talking about these specific midfielders, how they were key targets like they were probably key targets for many clubs and yet they chose san diego and they chose kansas city current so i'm also very curious about some of the you know like what does the pitching look like for, totally, for some of these totally. teams you know and, to for some of these players and i think you have to look at the the salary right money definitely plays a factor in these some of the players that have have made moves in the free agency you can kind of discern okay they're going home right you look at a Kristen Edmonds, like she is from north jersey she she wants to get back to Gotham, 35 years old. Yeah, that's a great move for her. She's heading back home. But when you look at the move for Hill going to San Diego, Colaprico going to San Diego, DiBernardo and Gattral, uh heading to Kansas City, there has to be a good chunk of change in that because it's well-deserved for these players, right? They get to now negotiate their salary, what they're worth, um, and where they want to play. But I would love to be a fly on the wall in the room to know what a, a team like Kansas City is offering these yeah. two players to come. And, and also come together. I know you talked a little bit about the dual partnership, Lucy, yeah. in our chat. Give it, I want to give a shout out to this comment because it's made me giggle. Uh, well, <laughs> you need someone to sit with at lunchtime, so you take a buddy. And that's exactly what Chicago did. Um, and, and also, I'm sorry if I'm butchering any of these names, uh, Flang Slammer? Uh, Chicago Red Stars, they're going to experiment with five, five aside. <laughs> They've got Alyssa Nair, Tierna, um, Milazzo, Stevens, and Pugh. It's, it's a cost-cutting technique because, Great. hey, they're roster is really really quite depleted and it, it is because when you look at the players that Chicago has has just lost in Colaprico, Di Bernardo and Gatra specifically in the midfield I'm not even talking about Rachel Hill as a forward um, there are now only four midfielders left on the Chicago Red Stars roster as of this morning and yeah. this recording Jill Aguilera Sarah Waldmo Sam Fisher and Channing Foster Sarah Waldmo was out for maternity leave last year uh, Jill Aguilera she, she played in five games last year sam fisher uh played in 13 games uh five star channing foster one game so those well, four four players on the current chicago roster they played in a combined 19 matches last year for the red stars the three <laughs> midfielders that chicago just lost in Gatral, di bernardo and colaprico combined for 49 games di bernardo and colaprico playing in every single one of the regular season games. They were absolutely integral players last year. Yes. Not to, not, and not to paint a, a gloomier picture more gray, but I but I believe that Channing Foster is, is one of these players that 
might not be returning to, to mm-hmm. the Red Sox. I believe maybe she might have been away. And then we've also got uh, Sarah Waldmo. I know you mentioned as well, but we have to remove her from the, the equation as well because recently announced with the Red Stars that she's going to retire from the NWSL. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is another, I think, midfielder that folks are maybe looking at saying like, oh, like this is somebody who can kind of come back that. into the fold and maybe do that. But no, like she's making the choice to, you know, to to be with her family. And um, so this it's even less. So even like some of the names that you just rattled off now, now so we're actually still, we're still, plucking, we're, still plucking some out. So it's, it's now we're not, down to two. Jill Aguilera and Sam Fisher are the two yeah. midfielders that it combine for like 20. And, and this is just like, this is just coming off of, of last season. And this is as rookies as well. Right. Yes. So there's also that this is like, you had two players coming up as in their first professional year coming in and getting these game minutes. So it's, it's, I think if you're looking obviously at the near future, at the season in front of you, no, it's not a good place in terms of roster building where the Chicago red stars are at right now. Uh, who I think anybody I think what we're also you know getting reminded in this free agency period is how integral uh sort of those possession based type of those possession minded type of midfielders are in in this league mm-hmm. and we saw that in um, the move with Colo Prico to the wave Casey Stoney very quickly recognizing what this team, what that team needed to do in the offseason and the type of player that they needed to target in free agency and getting that player and somebody like a Colo Prico. And then for Kansas City, targeting these two midfielders as well in light of, um, you know, question marks around a player like Sam Mewis and, uh, you know, where she's at in her re, uh, rehab period with mm-hmm. uh, with her, yeah. her knee injury and what decision-making is happening, um, you know, on her end around that in terms of her playing career. Uh, and also having an additional midfielder on the free agency list, like somebody like a Desiree Scott. And that's yeah. on top of the players that you mentioned that they had already said farewell to and somebody like a Kristen Edmonds or Victoria Pickett midseason last year. Uh, or this past season as well. So um, there, there were there were holes in that midfield for the current that they needed to fill as well, or at least prepare to fill in the event that they were unable to to re-sign somebody like a Desiree Scott, or in the event that somebody like a Sam Lewis is still, you know, needing right. you know, need some more time, you know, with with the injury. So I think, you know, it, on on Chicago's end, um, there's not a ton of of midfielders left on this free agency market and i'm not too sure you know if there are conversations that are you know being had with with any of those types of, of players listed on uh you know the free agency list uh to to bring to to the red stars i also just i'm not sure what you are presenting to you know these types of players the, the veteran because i mean all of these players who are still on this free agent list at minimum have 6 years of playing experience in the league. So these are not I know. new, young, fresh-faced players that you can pitch them on uh, a new uh, on a new chapter. You yeah, they know what they want. 
yeah, these are players who know what they want in their career. They're looking for something very specific. They know what they're worth. They know what they want. They know the type of style they want to play. And they also understand all the coaches in the league and what style the teams play. And as a player, that's something I would look at and say, I I don't want to go there. That's not this type. That's not the style of soccer that is conducive to my playing style. And and they're in in a, these players, these current players on the free agency list are in a very specific phase of their career. So it's like, you're not, you're not pitching to like, Hey, like come build something new with us you know that's not that's not something that maybe a veteran player is gonna really sort of sink their they don't have the energy (laughs) yeah so uh it's 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 tough i think it's tough if you're on the chicago red star side of things and that's that's just with this sort of recent picture uh, of this franchise that's not that's not you and i even talking about the fact that you know there's still a lot of chatter about um new majority ownership stake being sold in in this franchise uh the fact that the the chicago red stars are also uh a franchise that have you know brought in some new leadership as as well um and how that's going to look like and how you know these the new folks at the administrative level are going to continue to try to build things out and fleshing out so i think with with all of the question marks i think that sort of you know paints a a really tough and great picture for this franchise right now. I think it makes, I think it makes an already hard job for associate general manager, Michelle Lomnicki even harder. Um, And I think there are folks who are uh, find themselves as either, you know, Chicago Red Stars fans or supporters and are just looking for something, anything at this point to grasp onto and be able to, to hang on. Um, So I think that's sort of where this franchise maybe finds themselves at this moment. They've got to give their supporters something to believe in. And they just simply haven't done that right now at this point. Yeah, I think that's such a great point because Chicago needs to make moves. They've been incredibly quiet. So, like, what do you want to see from Chicago at this point? Because even, like, you can't really hang your hat on the draft. They have a first-round pick, but um, their first-round pick doesn't come until number seven, right? So, like, you want to see Chicago make a move for a midfielder at this point? There's also also no guarantee uh, that whoever they drafted, they decide to draft in the first round. You know, we don't know if they're maybe thinking about trade that pick but if they decide to draft in the first round if that player's you know even interested in uh playing for the chicago red stars i mean yeah. this is a team that again this is the second consecutive off season where we've seen a mass player exodus and even in 2021 when free agency didn't exist there were a number of players who left per request players went to people in yeah. the front of, in in at the administrative level said we want out we, mm-hmm. we want to go figure it out and the club spun that into like, hey, like they came to us and look at us, we're honoring their wishes. Congratulations, right? And so now free agency changes that. They don't, you have players who yeah. don't have to go and ask for permission to leave, make an exit for, uh, you know, a club. And so I think going from last year, you also had players, you know, retiring. So Zoe Gorowski, you know, retiring from uh, playing professionally. They had their 2021 uh, draft pick, not interested in joining up with the Chicago Red Stars and in Madison Haley, you know, uh, they ended up trading away or they ended up including Kelsey Turnbow as part of a package deal to San Diego wave with Doniak and Johnson in, in order for, uh, you know, there to be sort of expansion draft uh, protection. Right. So, you know, yeah, it's like, is there a draft that's coming up in January? Sure. Uh, (laughs) does Does that mean they can make a pick? Yeah, of course they can make a pick. Does that mean that that player is going to report? 
Court to the Chicago Red Stars? Okay. I don't know. I, this we're this is it's a long time running here where maybe we could we could see if if, if that's going to happen for them. So, um, like I said, I think it's it's um, a lot of gray area right now. I think um, I said it made a you know a hard job already harder for, for yeah. Associate General Manager Michelle Lomnicki. That's tough. Um, and I think if if you're if you're a supporter, if you're looking for something, I think it's not just about getting a player. At this point, I think if you're if you're someone who finds yourself a fan of the Chicago Red Stars, if you're if you're someone uh, who finds yourself as an actual supporter, if you're one of those people who have been a season ticket holder for quite some time, you're not just looking for like a player. I really don't think that. I think there's a lot of passionate folks um, out here in Chicago who find themselves part of a larger Red Stars community. And I don't think at this point in the Chicago Red Stars history that those types of folks, the season ticket holders, the, the supporters group folks, that they are looking for just a player acquisition. I think they're looking for meaningful change um, yeah. for the franchise. So I think, yeah, would a cool player signing help? Yeah, of course. Um, but that's that's I don't think that's the end all be all um, for folks who are keeping an eye on the Red Stars. Yeah, we definitely have some some Debbie Downers in our chat here saying uh, -oh. uh saying that you know they're not too not too great about this um hey like sin we might be screwed in chicago but you guys still have great players there like you still have a listener yeah. you still got mallory pew you still have a back line that grew incredibly last year right you've got aaron Wright, you've got zoe morris you've got tatum malazzo you've got uh tierna davidson coming back into the fold of things like there is a lot of bright spots there but yeah. the 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 giant hole in the midfield is going to make it very difficult mm -hmm. for Chicago to continue to play that the way that they have mm -hmm. historically been playing. So, hey, maybe that means a shift in formation or in tactics or in style and what you're doing. And it's no longer this um, big possession build up controlling so much of the game in the midfield because you don't have 10 year veterans anymore that have played together for years uh holding down that midfield spot you just don't have that anymore and they will not have that right like that's that's never coming back no matter who they trade no matter who they get in you're not going to get three four midfielders that have played together so consistently under the same system so it, it's in turning a new page let's see what new things will come from chicago maybe we'll see a different style soccer and hey maybe that'll benefit chicago in the long run and and they'll make it to the championship, you know, and, and continue that playoff streak, but maybe bring them some hardware. You know, this is early <laughs> days speaking here, but like, why don't be so pessimistic. We got to have some. I love, I love, I love uh, I'm from, I'm from Chicago. It's we're built on pessimism and realism. Come on now. Um, <laughs> no, but I love it though. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think that was sort of the narrative, uh, narrative around, or part of the narrative around the club last year, while there was a lot of negative headlines as they were looking for a new head coach, at the time, when you're looking at the players that you get an opportunity to work with, I mean, you were talking about a top four midfield in yeah. the league, you know, getting to coach somebody like Mallory Pugh, um, having somebody in that like a listener. That is a very promising head coaching position that totally. probably would have attracted, you know, a lot of a lot of candidates. And they landed on on Petroselli. So now moving forward. Obviously, that's shifted. That top four midfield looks much, much different than it did last year. Um, but now you have this sort of angle where it's like, okay, there's a lot of young talent here that have showed that they can hang with some of the best in NWSL. There's still somebody like a Mallory Pugh. Yeah. You've still got somebody like a listener. And then you've got tons of defenders on the back line, like you mentioned, including a Casey Kruger, who was working her okay. way back from a turning to leave um, late in 
the uh, playoff push for Chicago Red Stars. So there are certain things that they're going to point at and look at and hold on to and sort of continue to build off of that. But that's a big, big hole, like you said, to try to fill in that middle third. We'll see. It's a giant hole for sure. And it's a huge get for KC. Massive. Yeah, absolutely. I I think um, I think there's a lot of excitement around, you know, having two players like DiBernardo and Gatraw come to the current. I do think it it waves a lot of question marks around Sam Mewis, though, what that means in their middle third, Um, especially if if they landed somebody like um, like a Gatraw in in this scenario, who is uh, positionally. Uh, kind of a uh, similar and yeah. uh, tactically to somebody like a like a Sam Uis. And and we have no word on Sam Uis at, at this point and her injury. Um, last we heard from U.S. head coach Lakowanovsky about her was that she had a bit of a setback, right? And it was it was going to maybe take a little bit longer for her to get back to the pitch. So that's, I mean, I think that's something that you can't even take into an account right now because she didn't play at all last year, right? Like even someone like a Lynn Williams, yes, coming back and, and actually training uh, during the championship weekend with Kansas city. But this is a Kansas city current side that has, um, an incredible roster that they have continued to keep. Yes, they lost Pickett, they lost Edmonds, um, but they've still got a lot of good players, right? They've got Mace, Kaiser, uh, Elizabeth Ball, Lola Bonta also in the midfield. So uh, look at that midfield right now. You've got Morgan Gattrall, Vanessa DiBernardo, and Lola Bonta. Are you kidding me? Like, I want to go watch that team play right now uh, without any training under their belt. Like, that is fantastic to see. And then you look at the free agency list, and, and we touched on this Desiree Scott incredible veteran that um has has been consistent with Kansas City and and really helped lead them as a veteran in the locker room and on the pitch to the NWSL championship she's a free agent and there's been no word from her and and I imagine that Matt Potter wants to keep Desiree Scott around it it has been nothing but positive words coming from his mouth about her and and obviously what she does on the pitch she's a Canadian international she's got so much uh skill and talent and she's a destroyer that's what they call her on this Kansas City side but then in the locker room, she she really brings them all together. She's that yeah. positive force and that positive player. So that's a player that um, Kansas City for sure has to have circled about, hey, you want to keep this player? Where does she fit into it? And now, and if I'm Desiree Scott, I'm looking at these two acquisitions in Gatral and DiBernardo, and I'm saying like, all right, can I – can I get a little bit more bang for my buck? Can I be a little bit happier at somewhere else? And that is the beauty of free agency. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. God, these players have free agency. We've had we've had a lot of fun chatting about this so far, and it's it's not even over. Um, but I'm I hear you on on Scott. I mean, we when we went to the championship final to cover things out in DC. I mean, that's all we heard. A great great locker room piece. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I don't know if she returns to to Kansas I City. I think um, I think she's a again veteran of this league. Uh, probably a player that. We might not see um, throughout the entire regular season because, you know, Canadian international, she's probably going to be tied to a lot of uh, friendlies throughout um, the first half of, of the regular season. And then, you know, everything, if it all works out, off to another World Cup. Right. Um, so I think maybe Kansas City, you know, could still continues to, you know, to sort of try to have negotiations with this player. But I don't think you make not just one but a double signing for veteran midfielders 
and very two very good midfielders and expect to keep a Desiree uh, Scott in the mix as well because we're not another player that we're not talking about for Kansas City is Alex Loera and where yeah. she fits into this as well. Loera oh. having a massive rookie season for Kansas City current. I mean, dark horse for you and me on this on this show in terms of, you know, a, a potential rookie of the year candidate fell just short of that, but ended up going all the way to the championship final with this current squad. And, and again, if you have the addition of Gatra and DiBernardo, if you have a question mark around Sam Mewis, and then you've got a very young, promising, good, talented player in Alex Loera, you're you're I think you're right I think you're solid moving forward and like when I look at rosters this is sneak peek into Lisa's brain when I look at rosters I look at them in formational like visualization in my brain and I know what Matt Potter plays like he he was shifting between a three back and a four back but it was five in the midfield we had Mm -hmm. wing backs and and do you have to look at that when you look at this Kansas City roster right you've got CC Kaiser Kristen Hamilton up top like uh, that's probably not going anywhere um and then you look at this midfield and between Morgan Gutral, Di Bernardo, the two new acquisitions, Lola Bonta, Haley Mace, I'm going to throw in there, Alex Luera, who's also been pushing up and playing higher on this on this team. Um, that's pretty stacked. And those are starters, right? Like I'm talking about starters, players that you want to be yeah. getting 80 to 90 minutes consistently week in and week out. There is not a lot of room. Right? And I'm not even talking about Sam Mewis. Uh, I didn't even list her there. And then Desiree Scott, like I agree with you. I'm not sure if Desiree Scott returns to Kansas City. There, There's a lot of talent still on this roster. I think defensively, um, they're going to be okay, right, despite losing Pickett uh, towards the end of last season and then Kristen Edmonds. I think Edmonds maybe was a, a hole that – was had it been opened up when Kristen Edmonds got traded to Gotham for Kansas City. But when you when you add in a Gatral and Di Bernardo, positionally it's it's not a like for like match in, in those players, but in their leadership and their veteran ability and, and their attitude in the locker room, yes, that's a like for like match in, in what you're doing there. And that's one thing about this free agency is every team is either losing a veteran and a key piece to to what happens in the mentality side of it, but they're also gaining that when when you're getting these free agents. You're not getting rookies you're not getting like averaging two matches a game or two matches a season players like you're getting yeah. players that have put in a lot of hours yeah. a lot of playing time and and that bolsters up a team I oh, mean absolutely. Kansas City is Kansas City this is a huge trade for them I think San Diego yeah. also on the winning side of some of these free agencies you look at the San Diego yeah. roster I'm scared that is, no, no, that is a force that is a force yeah, no, no, no. I hear you 100%. I think you were, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. And that, yeah, of course, these moves uh, absolutely are probably going to impact and change the way uh, a team like the Red Stars are going to try to play uh, ne- uh, next season in 2023. But I think it also changes a little bit of what uh, teams like uh, San Diego or, or teams like Kansas City are, yeah. are going to play as well. I think they're going to look a little different. I think your your midfield is a little bit different when it has somebody like a Desiree Scott in it, uh, you know, the destroyer, versus somebody like a Morgan Gatra, who is a player that is so cool, calm, and collected on the bro- on the ball, a bit more of a playmaker, a bit more the, of a playmaker, the, the type yeah. of yeah, the type of patience that Gatra has on a ball compared to so many other midfield others is completely different. So it's gonna it's also gonna make sure it's also gonna make Kansas City 
look and feel different in their midfield as well. I think of some of the physicality that we saw from Kansas City last year in that middle third, uh, might it go missing? Sure. But I think they're getting something else much more important in that middle third um, yeah. than just sort of, you know, a brawling and, 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 and sort of, uh, you know, wreck, being a wrecking ball in, in, in the middle third. I think it's going to look a little bit different. I think it's going to be better when you've got uh, attacking players, uh, you know, like a Kaiser like a, a Hamilton. I mean, my God, I, I want to, I want to see Elise Bennett receiving yeah. some of these through balls from Vanessa Di Bernardo. Like give it, it me to chills. me. It gives give me it chills. Me. I love that. Uh, shout out to VU in our chat right now saying that I like this shout. Desiree Scott goes to Washington spirit. This is a team that also needs to bulk up their midfield because they've got a free agent, Tori Huster, um, on that free agency list, like I could see that happening. I mean, a lot of team needs midfielder. Heck, Chicago needs him. That could be like <laughs> Desiree Scott could head up to Chicago. They they need players there. It's yeah. um, I, I like that shout though. You never know. I mean, the teams that have been quiet, OL Rain has been quiet. Washington Spirit has been quiet. I mean, Chicago has been quiet. They're just saying goodbye to everyone. It's a lot of yeah. like, farewell posts happening there. But yeah, okay. I I, I I'm. You know, I wanted to maybe see something from from Angel City. You know, this is their yeah. second, uh, you know, off season. Uh, what are they going to look like? I think they're a team that could have benefited from, uh, you know, bulking up their their midfield. Uh, I had heard through the the rumor mill that uh, Gatra was a target for for mm-hmm. Angel City. You know, I think it's I think if if that's uh, if there's a lot of weight or truth uh, to that, I think that speaks even louder of this move by Kansas city that get the options that were in front of a player like Gatra that she chose Kansas city. Right. So I think, um, yeah, free agency, we're thrilled for it. It's an exciting time. Um, and there's still a ton, like you said, <laughs> left on this free agent roster. And I think, uh, yeah, if you're, if, if, again, if you're a team like the Red Stars, maybe you're trying to take a look and, and, and nab uh, mm-hmm. some of those players that are remaining, um, you know, on this on this free agent list as well. But you know, listen, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, also a team that has sort of look. They rang in the free agency period with the announcement of Kelly O'Hara, and they sort of have continued to stay relevant, right? In this piece, we've we've talked about how they signed, uh, you know, Abby Smith. We talked about how they brought in Kristen Edmonds. Now they've seen that they signed defender uh, Neely Martin from uh, Racing Louisville. Um, so this is another team that's going to look and, and feel a little bit different um, going into the regular season as well. And I would anticipate that they're probably not done <laughs> making moves. Um, I think this is a team that could also probably try to work the draft if they'd like to. Um, yeah, again, we're talking about franchises that are, you know, looking like really promising uh, clubs to play for in 2023. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gotham, this is a good get in, in Neely Martin defender uh, because they just lost to Stell Johnson. She just went to North Carolina. We talked about that earlier this week. So, yeah, I, I like that Gotham is staying relevant. It's not like just one giant dump. They're not doing things in pairs like Chicago was letting go of their players in pairs. Um, it's It's been a steady flow and pretty consistent. And as you mentioned, number one draft pick for Gotham in the NWSL draft January 12th. And that's something that I think I want to keep an eye on because are they going to trade that away? Are they going to look to get something else for that? Are they going to keep that number one draft pick? I am, uh, we're like less than a month out. January 12th is the NWSL draft, but I'm already like mock drafting in my head. And we're going to do that for everyone. Like we'll let you know what teams need what, what players are, are, 
signing up for the draft, what holes they can fill, mock draft style for the NWSL draft. But as of right now, Gotham holds that number one spot, and and that is a very coveted spot, I think, especially when you look at the the players that are entering the draft this year and the talent. Yeah, I love that the offseason has sort of expanded to to it's it's sort of a multifaceted like kind of off season now like we didn't have free agency before now there's a free agency period mm-hmm. to chat about there were eras in nwsl where an off season would just not have any action between you know what was it late october all the way through january and once yeah. the new year rang in that is when you saw all of these announcements and then like a week later there would be a draft that's not necessarily the case anymore there's all this really great chatter there's all this good stuff we love to see it it's called growth we love to see it <laughs> for NWSL. We love it. We love it. We love it. Uh, let's close out with the, maybe highlighting some uh, Women's Champions League. We saw some really good matches take place. Bayern defeating Barcelona 3-1, a record crowd. Allianz Arena for Wednesday's FC Bayern versus FC Barcelona match. Uh, we had Arsenal defeat uh, Juventus 1-0. Leon winning over Zurich 4-0. And Benefica 3-1 over Rosengard. There are matches today, so make sure you continue following Women's yeah. Champions League. PSG, Chelsea, and Wolfsburg are playing today. Make sure you keep an eye on that. Getting good. Yeah. Getting good it, in the groups here. It's getting really good. Yesterday's matches were were great uh, for those that are keeping tabs on our girl, Lindsay Horan, U.S. International. She's with Leon. She notched the opening goal yesterday, and therefore – nil win over Zurich. Um, today we've got PSG playing Chelsea and Wolfsburg. Uh, so, so that's definitely what I'm looking at. But between yesterday and today, we've got Arsenal that stays undefeated in the Champions League. Lyon gets their second straight win. So now they're 2-1-1 and in Champions League. Barcelona, they suffered their first loss. Uh, that was to Bayern. And Bayern's back on the winning track. So both Barcelona and Bayern in the same group, they're 3-1. and one. Today with Chelsea, they're the only team with three wins. Uh, so they play Real Madrid today. So this will be a really good matchup. Real Madrid 1-1-1 one, one, and one so far in Champions League. Wolfsburg, this is another team that's uh, been hot. Two wins and a draw. They're looking to stay undefeated. And PSG looking for just their second win. I'm thrilled for this. I like this. We don't get World Cup, so we get Women's Champions League. Perfect. And it's, it's a great trade-off i'll watch this all day (laughs) yeah absolutely 100 keep an eye on it folks make sure you're paying attention to all the good things happening across the globe that's all we've got for you today on attacking third thank you all so much for listening to attacking third this morning download follow and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you could uh, watch us too go ahead and uh, subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third And a reminder that if you have a question for us, you can leave us a five-star review with a question on Apple Podcasts, and we'll answer it during a mailbag segment. Lisa and I will be back with so much more. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 